This is Christopher Mitchell with the Institute for Local Self-Reliance, talking about community broadband networks. Today, we're talking about a Florida county that built its own network to save millions of dollars in connecting schools and other public facilities. We recently released an in-depth report explaining how and why Martin County declared independence from Comcast. You can find it at muninetworks.org reports. In a moment, we'll talk with Kevin Krizda, the Chief Information Officer for Martin County. But first, some background. Local governments across the country are getting ripped off by the big cable and telephone companies. Many can get a much bigger bang for the taxpayer's buck by building their own networks. And where the community is willing, such networks could be expanded to serve residents and businesses. In the following interview, we'll talk about how Martin County saved millions of dollars by building its own network which was actually far superior to the one they were leasing from Comcast. Here's the interview with CIO Krizda. I'm here on the line with Kevin Krizda, the CIO of Martin County in Florida. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having this interview with me. Um, I'm excited. We've talked several times in the past uh, to, so we could get a flavor of your network. Uh, I was hoping to start by... Uh, you describing uh, the dark fiber network and the conditions under which uh, Comcast was attempting to increase the price of it. Sure. Well, the original network was uh, negotiated in 1999 as part of a franchise agreement, which uh, at the time uh, in Florida, local governments had franchise authority. And under that authority um, and under federal law, we uh, learned about institutional networks and the provisions of the federal government, a federal law about institutional networks, so we tried to take advantage of that. Negotiated with the incumbent carrier at the time, or cable operator, and they agreed to install incremental fiber in their sheath because uh, part of their franchise agreement was to upgrade their network's technology. So um, they agreed to put in incremental fiber to serve our needs as an institutional network. We then attempted to negotiate the purchase of that um, outright uh, because uh, we didn't think uh, the value was that extensive. <clears throat> there were 53 sites we needed to, actually 49 locations, but 53 buildings. And um, we think that the initial cost of capital for that original network, the incremental cost, was somewhere around 400000 We offered to buy it outright, and they refused, and instead offered us what was then a pretty attractive lease. And the network, the extent of the network, was roughly 1,100 fiber miles all um, strung on poles aerially. And that comprised a network that we leased for about uh, nine and a half years, almost 10 years till 2009 when we attempted to renegotiate. So that was the extent of the original network. And uh, it served uh, libraries and schools, and uh, so it served libraries, education, fire, law enforcement, emergency management services, and a couple of municipalities in the, in the county, as well as the county. So all in all, that was the extent of that network. 
Right. Okay. So then in, in 2009-ish, you no longer have the power to to issue a franchise and you need to find a way of having a wide area network for your county. So what happens next? In 2005, uh, Florida passed a law uh, which basically presents municipal governments with uh, very large obstacles which have to be overcome prior to being able to serve uh, competitively against an incumbent telecom carrier. Um, And because of those laws and because the state took back franchise authority, from local governments, uh, local governments no longer have standing to negotiate. Uh, and because of that, um, the cable companies have taken the position that uh, they don't really have to go out of their way to do anything to meet the needs of communities in Florida. And they haven't. Uh, basically, they've taken the national position that we're allowed to serve anywhere we want and local French local government authorities don't really have any rights to to demand more than what the federal law requires. Shortly after July of 2009, which is when our franchise came to term, uh, we received communication from the local cable office that uh, they would be in touch with us soon to offer us some proposal to continue this institutional network. Of course, we knew, we kind of had a sense of what that meant, um, and that we, we thought at the time that what that meant was they were going to start racking up the price and probably do it to a point where it would be unsustainable or unaffordable. So we started doing calculations about worst-case scenarios, and we learned that if the price of the cable franchise were to triple, that um, we would be better served by spending that money building our own network rather than leasing it. Of course, by 2009, uh, the real estate bust had hit Martin County, um, so there was a lot of economic downturn, and uh, it was very difficult to convince people to spend more money when we were trying to save and cut money everywhere else. And uh, we got a sense from the community that there was enough of a stomach to, you know, for a good financial decision, you know, what would be good for the community in terms of expenses over time. Things were very favorable. By 2010, we had negotiated a a one-year agreement with Comcast at the time, which wasn't very onerous. They they increased the price by 6%, which was very reasonable since we hadn't had no increases prior to that. Um, and then they made a proposal to us to increase the price again month to month for 2011. So by then, uh, we had uh, done a lot of legwork. I hit the rubber chicken circuit. Uh, basically going on the speaker circuit and talking to every community interest in town uh, and every business interest in town, uh, whatever it took to get in people's faces and get a gauge from the community. Things were, they were looking up. People were very positive. Many of them were thankful that we had the foresight to think about it ahead of time. So uh, based on all that input, we decided uh, we would try to get some money, so we started thinking about uh, 
a commercial loan or municipal bonding. So that's eventually what ended up happening. We spent roughly twice as much for our uh, commercial loan debt service than we would have otherwise faced by doubling the rate of our lease. Can we delve a little bit into um, the amount that Comcast was attempting to raise um, your costs over a period of five years? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, in 2009, Comcast offered to give us an incremental cost increase, which was about 6%. So we gladly took it, gave us time to get all of our ducks in a row and our act together. By the summer of 2010, Comcast uh, had already, the spring of 2010, Comcast uh, wrote us a letter saying that they would be happy to extend uh, the lease for us for another five years, starting with $20,000 a month. And uh, we said, okay, 20000 for the first of five years. Mm, we, can, we can still deal with that. It gives us a little bit of time. Remember, that was almost six months after the expiration. We're already in the spring of 2010. So by the summer of 2010, the price would raise rise to $20,000 a month. And then the price would rise again to 34000 for the second, and then 45000 for the third, and then 98000 per month for the fourth and fifth year. And then for the, after the fifth year, Comcast didn't want to lease anymore. They said they would want to switch us to managed services. Managed services just means an opportunity to charge more for less. And at the time, our original estimates, if we were to build completely from the ground up, were about $9.8 million. So if we compared the cost of leasing a network, the life of a network that we'd, we would build, and the cost of that network, it was easy to see that after 10 years, or less than 10 years, we would recover the cost of leasing at $1.1 million a year. It was very easy to sell the lease, the buy versus lease uh, notion. So we went back to Comcast and said, "No way, we're not. We're not going to do that. We're going to go build our own network." But lo and behold, by the fall of 2010, they said, uh, "Well, actually, we have another offer, and the offer is half." So. It was still $450,000 a year for the network that was 150000 prior to that. And it was no different. It was still the same aerial network, single points of failure, no redundancy, et cetera, et cetera. I think it, it bears noting that um, Comcast, in providing this network, isn't really doing anything. They don't really have a, a cost. Am I, am I correct? It's like a landlord coming out and just increasing your rent by 800% over five years just because they can. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, the thing, I, the thing I forgot to mention was that the network we leased from Comcast was a dark fiber network. In other words, we provided all the electronics at the county's expense to make use of the network, which they provided on their bun in their bundle. So you're right, Chris. 
um, Comcast didn't do anything except repair their network wherever it was broken and affected ours. Comcast never did anything for the county other than provide the glass in their bundle. So you're right. They basically were rent, raising the rent without doing any improvements to the property. Now, so you've moved ahead now and you've built your own network. Uh, what are some of the benefits you're seeing from your new network as opposed to the old one? Well, one of the first benefits uh, when we designed the network, I, I mentioned we designed a network of about $9.8 million. And that was supposing that there were no other opportunities to reduce costs. And in fact, that's not the case. We we also built other segments of, of networks along the way. Martin County did on its own. Um, some of them were uh, under FHA grants with transportation. Um, and some of them were to extend the Comcast network to serve other facilities that the county had as well. So the county had invested in other network routes, uh, the traffic network was putting in fiber as well in the ground. And they put in about 24 miles of fiber. And the county put in another roughly 15 to 17 miles of additional routes elsewhere. And it turned out that all the fiber routes that the transportation uh, department put in were uh, the same routes that Martin County, the rest of the network, would use to build its own network. So we made it. We had an agreement with the engineering department to use those routes. And while they were building their network, the county also put in additional fiber bundles, and that bought down about 2.5 million dollars of the 9.8 million dollar network. The report does uh, detail how you cut the cost almost in half, uh, right. which yeah. uh, the the various discussions you went through to get to that. So they serve everybody. They serve all the utilities, law enforcement, fire, public safety, um, all the municipalities, and many nonprofits in the community, libraries, etc. Um, so as far as the transportation network is concerned, we doubled the number of network intersections that can now be automated and we have traffic control monitoring on. Um, the other improvement, another big improvement that came from the community is that the network uh, paths also pass several of our public safety towers. And so what we were able to do, because now our new network has a redundancy where the old one didn't and it's underground, which is less prone to um, um, interference from man-made in, and uh, you know other weather interferences. Um, the public safety people were much more comfortable about us putting the public safety radio system on on the fiber network as a backbone rather than leasing the network to connect the towers. That reduction alone is $73,000 a year. And the fiber routes are redundant. So that was an enormous benefit um, to the public safety radio system. Right. I, I just can't imagine having uh, 
a purely aerial, non-redundant connection that you're relying on in, on Florida's coast. It just seems right. it seems like a, an opportunity for gambling more than anything. Oh, sure, and gambling with someone's life. Um, and, of course, there's other opportunities because we've now added a number of new facilities that have come online. So we've now been able to put all those facilities on the county's network, and they don't have to be interconnected with public service or, you know, commercial services. It's all our network, and we can put whatever we want on that network. And, in fact, not only are they interconnected for data, we extend our telephone dial tone system to them as well. And that savings is about $53,000 a year. So you can see just two opportunities have, you know, reduced the cost, the operating cost, to the extent of almost being able to pay for our capital expenses, our capital debt service. And then there's a, a whole host of other benefits that are discussed in the report from the, the benefits of the schools, which we haven't talked about. The, oh, sure. They would have been really hard-pressed to come up with the, the money under the Comcast approach, uh, right. as well as um, the local hospital and the potential for others in the future potentially to benefit from um, the availability of dark fiber in the community now. Absolutely. In fact, um, I'm glad you mentioned the hospital. We just uh, signed an agreement. We were actually exchanging the final draft of an agreement to provide them, lease them, dark fiber. So our healthcare institution in Martin County, they're the, they're just the largest employer in our community. Um, and, of course, in terms of broadband, they're the largest users of broadband in the community. So they've interconnected 12 of their facilities, in fact, all of their facilities in Martin County using this dark fiber network. And the lease cost for the network they're using, not only is it underground, it's theirs. So they light it with their own electronics, and it's redundant completely between their sites. So now they have the security and the resiliency that you know, for life support that they've never really had before, never really had confidence in, and the lease costs to them uh, put Martin County in the black in terms of capital debt service for the construction of the network. So we're ahead of the game now, and only a year and a half from completion. That was Kevin Krizda, the CIO of Martin County. To learn more about Martin County's network, check out our report on muninetworks.org slash reports or search the internet for Florida Fiber, Martin County Saves Big with a Gigabit Network. If you have any questions or comments, please tell us directly. Email podcast at muninetworks.org. Thanks to my colleague Lisa Gonzalez for putting the show together and Fit in the Conniptions for the music licensed using Creative Commons. The song is called Storm Zone. Thank you for listening.